Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya the three muslims how you guys doing today man wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh bro alhamdulillah damn bro Anha i guess on wasn't feeling too good man all right that's it boys it's just going to be two of us alhamdulillah alhamdulillah wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to everyone feels like it's been Enjoy. forever sorry it's been so long man I know, bro. It's been it's been what a month since we did a stream. Two weeks since we dropped the video. What's going on? Subhanallah. Yeah, buddy. How's everyone doing? Everyone in the chat. <clears throat> All right. Looks like on who's back. Someone asked, "What did Destiny do?" We're gonna get into that. Not too much in depth, but more of just like a overarching theme I've been seeing with a lot of YouTubers. All right, alhamdulillah, good, good to see you guys. Hamza. Have been good. <clears throat> Is it about Hamza? No. No. <clears throat> Hamza, I did say he put out like a... I didn't watch it, but he's putting out a video scheduled where he said uh, like he completed his mission goodbye or something like that. Mm, okay. Yeah, that was a while back. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what TikTok does. Anhel, are you a Salafi, bro? I mean, uh, linguistically... A Salaf yeah. is someone who follows the Salaf, yeah, uh, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the companions. Oh, what they were upon. and the pious predecessors. So, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, by definition, I mean that that's what we are, aren't we? But hey, y'all, y'all choose for yourselves, y'all. Y'all <laughs> believe what you want to believe. I uh, I wanted to tell you guys a beautiful story because my teacher just told me and it honestly it made me want to cry a little bit or a lot. So um he sent me a, a voice message and he was like, Rami, hope you're well, inshallah. And he was like, um, a sister joined one of my classes and she said that two years ago she started looking to Islam. And she found some sisters at school who were Muslim, so she asked them about it. Uh, but the answer they gave just it didn't sit right with her. And then later she went to like I think a masjid uh, and spoke to an imam and answer he was given just it, it didn't sit well with her either so she was like i kind of left it for a bit and i came across some videos on youtube and that's what took me uh that's what pushed me to take the step and actually accept islam and just finally move forward and my teacher because this is in his class right he's teaching islam class he's like i could have asked any question but i i was curious i'm like oh really what like what what did you see and then she was like you know that channel the three muslims and my teacher's like, man, I wanted to cry. She's like, he was like, you know, Ram used to be my student. <laughs> subhanallah. Bro, subhanallah. Man. May Allah accept the promise. Allah, 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 Alhamdulillah. I like real life stories, mashallah. Lumabadik, I do too. So, brothers, let's give a quick update to the family because they're probably wondering where have we been, you know? Uh, so, we actually went to Amra about a few weeks ago. Alhamdulillah, it was a very good trip. Do you two want to speak a little bit about your experience? Because this was my second Umrah, but this was your first for both of y'all. Uh, let the viewers know how it was. On Umbra. I'll let you go first, bro, because mm -hmm. you had gotten sick. So I want to hear how you Subhanallah, bro. Someone just commented that. Barakallah <laughs> yeah. Um, his name is his name is Farhad. He's a great brother. May Allah bless him. 
So, um, yeah, my Umrah was amazing. I mean, my journey didn't didn't just start at Umrah or at Mecca. It actually started at Medina when we prayed in Masjid al-Nabawi and um, we, we buried the bodies. You know, that was the first, Oof. man, that hit me like a truck. It hit me like a hundred semi-trucks, bro. It, the, we, subhanAllah, we buried a kid, man. The first, I I was carrying the coffin and it was heavy, right? So I didn't I think anything of it. And then I, I see them bring the body down. It's, it's, it's a kid. And it just breaks my heart. I'm thinking this could have been me at that age. You know, this, may Allah protect us and our families. This could be my child. You know, this could be me bearing my child, subhanAllah. And it just, it hit me. So, man, I was I was walking back and knowing that Medina is the first place where the Prophet ﷺ established Islam. It, it just, it really just penetrated my heart. And I, I, that's why, if you guys remember, I was I was crying like crazy and I was walking back and I just kept saying, La ilaha illallah, wahduhu la sharika la, lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. It really hit me. Like, what does that mean? La ilaha illallah. What does that mean? That means there is no one, nothing, nobody you even th- really think about obeying over Allah. No matter who it is. You have one person who you obey. One person who you worship. One person who you work for. One person who you sacrifice for. The only reason you're on this earth. La ilaha illallah. There's nothing except him. And the rest obviously is beautiful. Just emphasizing how amazing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And it just, it hit me. And then when I got to Mecca and I saw the Kaaba and I was doing Umrah, uh, I mean, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me then because I think all the people, you know, I, at that moment, all the people was, they were making it a bit difficult to focus. I didn't want to hit anyone. Mm. I was getting bodied by old ladies, subhanAllah. But then I got down to, to where the Kaaba is. I got close to it. And that's what I think really did it for me, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Man, Allah, bro. Like your your experience was um uh, not as good as you would have liked it to be since you got sick. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you mentioned that and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, so I got I got the uh COVID. Yeah, I don't know if I should say it on here or not. I was d- debating, but yeah, I got COVID. And I didn't know it was COVID till like the last two days I had it. And um man, I was drained. I've not felt I don't think I felt that sick in my life. Alhamdulillah, which is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it was it was beautiful because at first I was like I'm I'm gonna die <laughs> and that's how I felt and then I realized that you know it's it's beautiful because I'm about to go for Umrah Allah is expiating my sins the ones that were too big the ones that I didn't repent for the ones that I forgot about and I didn't ask Allah to forgive me Allah inshallah was cleansing me of those sins so it just it made me very happy to look at it from that perspective so then when I I was when I still felt drained and I was doing Umrah feeling drained. It was difficult, but every step I took, I'm like, you know, it's it's inshallah even more reward because it's more difficult. Yeah. Mm. Alhamdulillah, bro. May Allah bless you. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing better, bro. Alhamdulillah. 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 All right, Anho, bro. How about you? It was your first Umrah? Inshallah. Yeah, it was my first Umrah. It was beautiful. But I'll be honest, I, I felt like I was in shock the entire time. And it wasn't until I got to the Kaaba, when we were praying Maghrib at the Kaaba, that's when like it really hit me, and uh, I started crying. But it, it's it's just like you said, you know, everybody's like pushing and shoving, so it kind of made it hard. Like the very first Murrah that we did, it was uh, very hard to focus on the duas and just you know close to Allah in that time. Like you said, there's 
there's these like little these little bowling balls the, the these like bowling balls they they slam into you and, and the, the weight's so down low that it's like you can't help but to just like fall back yep <laughs> uh, may Allah bless them may Allah bless them Ameen Ameen Ya Rab Ameen Yeah it was it was a life changing experience to be honest Yeah How about you? Bro honestly my first one was a little bit more intimate and the reason being is in the the first Umrah that I went on it was during COVID Right, so because of that, and I know you know there's still COVID here, but uh, at least during like you know where there were harsher restrictions, you know, and because of that, not many people like I don't know if you guys remember like those aerial shots of the Kaaba where it was empty, it was deserted, and that's exactly like the type of environment that I went on. So it's very empty, not that many people. I was able to uh, make tawaf, barely anyone there. Like y'all remember when we went there, right? The Haram, like the main floor with the Kaaba. It was max capacity. We couldn't even go there when we started Umrah. I think even like the first floor, like around it, was max capacity. So I think we were on the second or third floor when we started, right? And I was telling Anho like, bro, Umrah's a breeze. It's like an hour or two hours max, you know? <laughs> Just like to do tawaf and to do sa'i, right? So when we went, because we weren't in the Kaaba, like the farther you go, diameter-wise, your circumference is higher too. So our flipping... First tawaf itself took like 40 minutes to 60 minutes. I kid you not. And at that point, we were like, bro, this is about to take 10 to 15 hours. This is this is no joke. I believe we were all together. And then I think somehow we lost Rami. And me and Anhel, we tried looking for Rami. We couldn't. But then we found this like loophole going into the main haram. Like it just opened up, bro. Subhanallah. So we didn't think twice. We just took it, got to the haram. And then Rami came shortly after. And then we all met up. When we were doing Safa and Marwa, and Alhamdulillah, we finished it. Alhamdulillah, yeah, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, that's another part. I, if someone understands why, please let me know. I was doing Tawaf on the upper part, and then I, I got to a place where, I don't know where my camera's glitching, but I got to a place where they've just put a blockade across the whole walkway. Mm. Uh, but I thought to the right was open, and then I can go further out and do Tawaf even farther, which is going to take longer, but that's, that's what's open. So I went, and then I keep walking, and I get to another blockade. I'm like, what is this? So I walk all the way back. Keep in mind, it's been like 25 minutes of walking now, right? Just on that, like since I hit that first blockade. So I go back and I wait for another like 25 minutes. It's almost been an hour. And then the adhan for, no, not the adhan, the iqama for Isha goes off. And then they they release a blockade. So I'm pissed. I'm like, I could have been doing tawaf this whole time. And you guys blocked me like for seemingly no reason. I'm not even close to the Kaaba. Like, what is this for? And then I was walking. And I got to that same place where they have the stairs going down to the actual Haram and the Kaaba and Maqarma, uh, Ibrahim and all that. And I think since they just released the blockade and I just got there, there weren't many people down there. And that's why, alhamdulillah, I was able to kind of like, you know, shimmy my way through while doing Tawaf to get to the Kaaba, alhamdulillah. So I, I didn't get to touch the black stone. I was close, but alhamdulillah, that was a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I had to wait a little bit, but alhamdulillah, I was rewarded. So that was guys. T3M Umrah vlog coming soon, inshallah. Uh, Anho, what do you think about Rami with a shaved head? It looks probably man. How's the hair growing back right now? It's um, it's a lot thinner than I thought it would look, but it's uh, mm. it's coming. You good? Alhamdulillah. Or then are you gonna just shave it? I'm gonna grow it back. He's growing it out, bro. 
I told him to keep it short. Yeah, oh, we should all just keep it shaved. Yeah, the three the three shaved Muslims. No, no, no. I'm gonna grow mine out. I'm gonna look the nice and cute. Ball, now he trying he trying to follow the sunnah sunnah, bro. Come on. I'm gonna look nice and cute, inshallah. I had a crush on Rami. Just found out he is married. I'm crying right now. Stuck for Allah. Why? You should bro? be saying Allahumma barik. Oh, you should okay, be saying Allahumma barik. Come on. Yeah. The definition of hasad, bro, envy is when you not only want something or admire something that someone has, but you wish you had it too. Come on now. We don't want May this Allah energy. Grant you better. May Allah grant you better. Allahumma ameen. Oh, I thought this is the Warner, bro. This is not the <laughs> Warner. <Come on. laughs> uh, Wahab, bro, where you at? Inshallah. They, they um, know we were with him, right? Yeah, they know we were with them. Inshallah, it'll be on the uh, board. Yeah, because that was, Allah, that was a great time, man. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. More to come, inshallah. Inshallah. So, boys, before we uh, go a little bit deeper into the stream, we've been getting a lot of DMs. T3M, are you guys taking your foot off the gas? What's going on? It's been It's been two, three weeks since a video, a month plus since a live stream. You know, you guys were consistent. Are you guys falling off? Are you guys burnt out? What's going on? So, I think it's, no better than Rami to uh, kind of address a little bit about this restructuring or re-strategization that we've been implementing into our channel, inshallah, that we want to implement going forward. Uh, no, we are not going off the wall or off the radar, but there are going to be some changes, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. So it's a bit difficult to talk about this because we don't want to go too much into detail. And I think on the front end, what you guys see it's not going to look too different. You're going to notice some changes, maybe, but it's not going to look too different. We're still going to be doing the live streams, still going to be making our videos, maybe a few less reactions and all that stuff, and more just, you know, general, wholesome content from us about things we want to and need to discuss as brothers and as, you know, people online. But the main change is going to be within ourselves. If you guys watched the shooter episode, you could see there was a discussion where, you know, we were basically talking about how we need to fix ourselves we need to work on ourselves we need to be better as muslims and as men if we're going to be you know online giving dawah so you guys might notice growth inshallah um from us in the next few months the next year a, a lot more than the last two years inshallah so that's what we want to focus on we want to under we want to understand you know you brothers and sisters more we want to understand what it means to be the best podcasters we really want to take this to the next level inshallah and do more episodes like we did with shooter you know the in-person sit down and, and and talk about real things inshallah um that's kind of my summary if you guys want to jump in please do yeah, inshallah mm. I, I don't think we should say all the plans but i think that it is uh, pretty much the best thing to do at the moment in time just yeah. you know review everything right now it's like everyone's going to expect that like what if that's not even exactly what we're going to do we're going to do something kind of different yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i agree why don't we why don't we tease them do you guys think we should tease them about the next guest in person potentially inshallah um yeah go for it all right so we just got in touch with uh brother i am lucid who uh alhamdulillah i've been talking to for a while but things just it took this long for things to be in the perfect time and perfect place alhamdulillah by the will of allah so we are considering inshallah meeting up doing an in-person podcast maybe some vlogging too with brother Alex, I'm Lucid. If you guys know him on YouTube, I don't know if you guys know him. If you don't, you're probably living under a rock. Come on, what are you doing? But uh, inshallah, that's coming in the next few weeks. Inshallah. 
Inshallah, ya Rab, inshallah. That that episode has been a long time coming, man. So alhamdulillah. Allah is the best, best of planners. Alhamdulillah. <clears throat> so um yeah, so how 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 can the brothers and sisters watching this stream and watching the channel help? By just making dua for us, inshallah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us leaders for the righteous. Allahumma ameen. And to uh, brothers from uh I know where this brother is from because it says 416. He's from Toronto. There you go. Yeah. I didn't want to expose that, but type, okay. Bro, it literally says love Toronto. <laughs> uh, that could be anything, T.O. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, but he says, uh, so first, Barakallah Fikum for the, uh, the don't know the $50. May Allah bless you. He says, thank you guys for all the work you guys are doing. Because of you guys, I worship Allah again. Well, that's only because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. He used us and that's a blessing for us. Alhamdulillah. Just like it's a blessing for you. And I ask Allah to forgive me for being so arrogant about his existence. Allahumma ameen. I think many people have fallen down that hole, unfortunately, because of the lie of New Age atheism. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the truth is distinct from falsehood. And he says when, when truth comes, falsehood vanishes. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah. Inshallah. I guess people are hyped for lucid. Inshallah. Next dono. Jazakallah khair to Sam, sister Sam, I believe. Come on now on, huh? Assalamu alaikum. How much does it cost to do Umrah? Just a rough estimate. Inshallah, I want to go with my family soon. May Allah reward everyone who went. This is the most commonly asked question that I'm getting right now from friends and family. I would say about 3 to 4K total. Um, This is in CAD, by the way. So maybe 2.5 to 3.2-ish KUSD um, if you go now. However... It will be significantly cheaper if you go around, let's say, August, September, October, November. Um, and right now, it's it's Ramadan. It's coming. So it's going to be the peak, peak. And it's crowded. So I don't recommend unless you guys want to get that extra ajr. Yeah, inshallah. I heard you could do it cheaper, to be honest. But you have to sacrifice comfort at that point. Mm. Alhamdulillah. So, Rami, you there, bro? Yeah, I'm just give me 30 seconds. Let me like rewire take, my stuff. take your time, take your time. So brother Tyler writes, Allah saved me from fentanyl addiction. I almost offed myself three times and got back. Every time, Allah Akbar. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Just remember this to anyone suffering with being addicted to any substance, understand that Allah has saved you once or twice or multiple times thus far till this point. There is no guarantee that Allah will save you next time. So don't mess around with the mercy of Allah. Don't play around with, with uh, the patience of Allah, with the grace and kindness of Allah that Allah has brought you back this many times. Yeah. For every time that you come back, you repent and you say you won't do it again. And you make promises and false oaths with Allah. And then every time you slip into it, you think that Allah is going to forgive you every single time coming forward. But what assurance gives you that guarantee? Because next time, if, God forbid, something happens to you, you can't say, oh Allah, this was going to be the last time. Oh Allah, if only you gave me one more shot. You feel me? There we go. There we go. One more second. Bismillah. <clears throat> okay, my bad. SubhanAllah. Brother Adil writes, Salam alaikum alaikum salam. Saw your channel about three days ago. And to be said, it is phenomenal. You gained a lot of knowledge about Islam. Thank you, uh, brothers. 
Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you, bro, but we are nowhere near where we want to be in terms of Definitely not. Life. Definitely not. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Someone wrote, fire to your eyes, mashallah, Allah, may Allah bless you. Um, guys, stay on the topic. Oscar writes, did you guys react to Destiny's Muslim tweets? Let's Let's talk about this right now. Yeah. So we're not gonna go in depth into this because this video is not to be dissecting uh, any liberal. Uh, I gotta watch what I say right now, but you guys get what I mean. The main thing that we want to address is what's kind of going on with these Islamophobes and ex-Muslims that are basically painting a false narrative about Islam because they're a group of people that want to just follow their nafs, but they want to do it scot-free, guilt-free. So Rami, do you wanna? Dress this a little bit. Yeah, so Destiny and kind of like these people who go out of their way to insult Islam, you know, a lot of people on the surface level who don't know what's going on, they think, oh, they're just exercising free speech. They're just blah, blah, blah. Think about it from their perspective. Why do they need to post a picture that's only offensive to Muslims? What does it do for them? Why do they need to say a statement that if Muslims didn't, I don't want to say Muslims didn't exist, but like if it didn't bother Muslims, they probably would not be posting it. They want to go out of their way to offend Muslims, to offend Islam. And if you look at that person in particular, he put out a tweet or two kind of insinuating that Muslims are just violent online. And when you say anything that's negative about the religion, they're going to threaten you and attack you. And then he put horrible things about, you know, our religion going out of his way to disrespect Muslims. And of course, like anyone and anything else, he received a lot of threats and a lot of backlash and a lot of absolute hate in tweets and in his DMs as well. And then he posted mm-hmm. them like, well, I guess I was right, which is really, really silly because if you provoke any group of people, you're going to have that kind of response. So I don't know what he's trying to prove, but I don't think he really cares about what's morally right or wrong. I genuinely think people like him just want to have a go at Muslims. I don't know why, but I don't see any other reason other than just maybe they're bored or maybe they want to go after Muslims. I'm not sure. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, there, there's a lot of Muslims, bro, when you say something that they get real violent and they uh start attacking you online. So he's correct in that regard. Is it proper? But Allah knows best, right? Mm, Allah knows Allah best because we're all ambassadors of Islam. So how you how you handle people disrespecting our deen and what you show is going to be what they interpret as Islam, unfortunately. Because what better representation of Islam than actual Muslims? Even though we know Islam is perfect, but Muslims are not. But, you know, whether you like it or not, we are representing Islam. And that's a big responsibility to carry, especially when you're out here cursing and making allegations, threats to people that are, you know, attacking the deen. Now, they could be out of ignorance, right? Think about it. Have some type of, of empathy. I'm not saying all of them are, are you know, to be trusted or to be given that level of benefit of the doubt, right? But they could be jahil, bro. If somebody really internalized the true message of Islam and Allah, do you really think they would be making these videos? Yeah, a lot of them are, like Apos and David Wood, potentially. Um, but do you really think everyone is arrogant and not ignorant? 
So we have to understand where these people are coming from. Damn, bro. And I was going to say, I think uh, some people are going to misinterpret what you said and they're going to take that as like softness. But it's not Mm -hmm. about being soft. It's about being intelligent, emotionally intelligent and understanding that there are certain times where you have to react to things in a a certain manner so that you Mm -hmm. can approach things in the best way. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. actually have an impact with your words and, you know, reaching out to this certain individual that you may be trying to, I don't know, get some kind of understanding with. Yeah, bro. I think I think softness, if anything, would be if somebody could just, you know, throw you off your square just with a little bit of an insult, bro. And you're okay. off center now. I think that would be weak, if anything. But Rami, do you want to talk about the story of the Prophet um, yes. when he was in the graveyard and how he, he didn't go off on that mother? but he handled it with emotional intelligence and how that strengthened our weakness. Yeah, so the Prophet, والسلام, he came uh, upon a woman crying at um, one of her family members' graves. I don't, I don't know who it was, but someone she loved dearly. And um, subhanAllah, I don't remember exactly what she said to the Prophet initially, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said something to her or gave her some advice or you know, just said a few words and then she like lost it. She didn't know it was the Prophet because her back was turned to him. But she yelled at him and, you know, Allahu Alam. And then the Prophet, you know, he is the messenger of Allah. There is a literal ayah in the Quran that Allah revealed saying, don't raise your voice to the Prophet. He could have pulled this out. He could have said, do you know who you're talking to? He could have, you know, went off on her. But he just walked away. He walked away. He didn't say anything. And now another example, I think maybe something that's a little even more related to this. And and everyone can put themselves in this position. The Prophet was sitting with Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, his companion, his closest friend. And the non-Muslims were insulting them. And Abu Bakr stayed silent. The Prophet stayed silent. And then Abu Bakr just couldn't take it anymore because they went from insulting him to insulting the Prophet And that's when he's like, okay, enough. And he got up, he started yelling back. And as soon as he started yelling back, the Prophet he walked away. And he said, when you were patient and you weren't saying anything, the angels were gathering around. Right, there's a hadith that says when people are cursing you and insulting you and you stay silent, the angel comes and defends you. So imagine an angel is defending you to this person. Right? Obviously, they don't see or hear, but the angel is defending you. And this, you know, shaitan or this, whoever it is that's insulting you, they're nobody at the end of the day. And the Prophet mm-hmm. said, as soon as you got up and started yelling, I walked away because the angels dispersed. And I'm not, I don't go to places where there are not angels. So what does this say for us? It says that when we are dealing with these people, you can refute what they're saying. You can engage with them. You should engage with them. You should defend your religion. But it's not attacking someone is not defending your religion. That's mm. quite often, actually. Especially when like, when you look at this situation, what are you doing? What is it going to accomplish that you threaten him? Nothing. All you're doing is giving him exactly what he wants. Because he posted a picture and people like him, they do this. They insult Islam and Muslims. Then some half crazy hot-headed muslims go and insult and whatever lord knows who they are if they're 13 year olds or if they're actually older men who are a little unhinged you know sending all these horrible things and they take a screenshot and post it online say oh look muslims are xyz you're not helping the situation at all it's much better just to discuss why he's wrong about what he's saying or why his opinion doesn't really mean anything in in whatever he's talking about than just to go and 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 attack people Yeah, 100% agree, bro. Y'all know we got a invitation to the stream with, um, I think, Destiny. We got an invitation? Yeah, wallahi. 
got to check the uh, Discord. I've been I've been a little bit on my from the Discord, bro. I've been, yeah, Allah. Bilal, Red Fight Exposed. Bilal, come on now. Uh, <laughs> I love you for the sake of Allah too, bro. Guys, if you're in Illinois, in America, United States of America, come on, go to Faith Forty Eight Barbershop and get right. Brother Bilal will hook you up, inshallah. Beautiful brother, mashallah. Excited to see you again, bro. Soon, inshallah. Leo writes, "When are you brothers getting dawah over Dunya?" On inshallah soon. Inshallah. Ali or, or Aik Admi writes, when you threaten them, they are going to respond in the same way. You're encouraging them to attack son. Exactly. Guys, it's, it, it takes two to argue. It takes two to quarrel. It takes two to fight. One person can't just fight another person. That's not a fight. That's an attack. You feel me? So understand that... Um, Yes, we do have ghayra for the deen. We do have a lot of intolerance for disrespect, for sure. Nobody's saying anything about it. But you got to pick and choose which battles you want to fight and how that's going to make Islam look to the non-Muslims, to the kuffar, and to the, the jahils, the ignorance amongst society, how that's going to look. And think about that before you act. Not act and then... Be like, oh, okay, I didn't know any better. Sure, we can learn from our mistakes, but it's better to not make these mistakes and take preemptive measures than to kind of do damage control. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is why it's important to learn your deen, by the way, right? <laughs> Don't be a sheep, I'm bold. May Allah bless you, bro. Uh, <laughs> this is why it's important to learn your religion. Because yeah. when, you, when you're in the situation where, okay, you have to defend Islam, you have to know what you're talking about. You can't just make things up and say random things. That's sinful, you know, uh, to lie about Islam or to make things up on the spot, even if you think that you're defending Islam. Because what if you say something about Islam, about Allah, about the Prophet, والسلام, that's not true, right? You would be sinful. So you have to learn your religion. And a part of learning your religion is learning good character. The Prophet, he said the heaviest thing on the scale is good character. He said, I did not come for anything except to perfect good character. Many, many sahih hadith in Bukhari and Muslim emphasizing this to the point where some shaykh, you know, I, I don't remember which shaykh it was exactly, but one of the four main um, scholars from the form of Dahib, his mom sent him to go learn under scholars. And he, he went, he learned and he came back and he said, you know, I learned this and I learned that. And his mom sent him back because he didn't learn manners. He learned mm. the knowledge, but he didn't learn manners. He didn't learn how to convey the message. So his mother, may Allah bless her, sent him back to go learn that stuff. So it's a lesson for all of us. You know, learning Islam is an obligation. And teaching Islam is an obligation once you know. So take it seriously. Mm. Alhamdulillah. I don't know, bro. You've been awfully quiet right now. Just listening, man. Just listening. May Allah make us as you see us. Allahumma ameen. So did you find it? On the Discord. No, I didn't want to look too distracted on the stream, but I was looking. I, there's so many channels. I, I don't know which one it's in. It's, um, it was on a ticket. I could send it in the group chat right now because I okay. took the screen. Please, please do, inshallah. I mean, it's in that. Next super chat. I don't mean, do you want to read it out? Uh, would you would you like to talk to Destiny on this topic? There is a panel where he will discuss this tomorrow if you want to. Um, I would like more information. What are we discussing exactly? Are we talking about you know how we have interfaith dialogues? Are we talking about like the marriage of Aisha to the Prophet 
Just give me more information, inshallah. And who's going to be on this uh, panel as well? Hmm. All right. <laughs> oh. Bilal's like, welcome, salam, shabab. Send Destiny to STL, St. Louis. I'll take care of him real well. Inshallah, bro. Inshallah. This guy. Man. <laughs> this guy. We'll leave it at that. So I send the, the group chat to y'all so y'all can check it. I don't know why my camera is so damn close right now, bro. What the hell is this? Um, can you can you message me or the three Muslims on Instagram? Damn, man. Damn, he's gone, bro. Just like that. <laughs> Coming to your streams makes my iman fresh. Allah mabarak. All good is from Allah. Alhamdulillah. Can we get a beard care tutorial from Anho? I don't know. He's not here. Let's see. Uh, you is can say Anho that question. Hispanic you revert? Um, I don't know about Hispanic. You could say Latino. Hispanic. Right? Well, it's fine. It's 100%. Huh? Hispanic is Latino, so it's fine. Is it? Uh, yeah. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I love the way Dr. Steph Care says Puerto Rico. How does he say it? He says the proper way, bro. I don't even want to attempt it right now. Like in Spanish? Yeah. Puerto Rico. Puerto. There's an L. No, it sounds like an L, but it's not an L. Damn, bro. <laughs> How was Umrah? Come on, man. You late to the party. We talked about it in the beginning. Right, spoke about this. Yeah, you got to rewind, inshallah. Uh, Mr. Clean Man 2.0, Rami, I love you for the sake of a shake of Allah. Come on now, bro. How are you going to do a typo like that? Barakallah fiqum. I love you for loving me for his sake. Allahumma ameen. Alhamdulillah. Tigon writes, who are you going to do a podcast with next, bros? So, inshallah, we already talked about I Am Lucid. Um, one of the big guests, the big homie that we wanted to have on, inshallah, unfortunately, we can't right now because of the life circumstances. The real ones know who he is. Inshallah, when he's out, we'll go from there right away. With quickness, no hesitation. Stop. Uh, let's see. Baldy check. I already Damn. did mine. I already yeah. did mine. It's on yeah, you guys already, now. He already did his. Inshallah, next stream I'll do mine. And then next stream I'll do it on her. And then... Uh, wow. Guys, what are we going to do about... Uh, yes. MashaAllah, I knew it. Grew up around a lot of Hispanic friends. Free top G. Guys, what are your thoughts on uh, people that are Muslim? Like, till this day, from all we know, all other things aside, they're Muslim, apparently. Um, but they're out here still hating on Tate and still slandering him without evidence. Being like, oh, it's, it's amazing. Alhamdulillah, he's still locked up and stuff like that. I hope he never gets free. Stuck for Allah. Just imagine yourself in that position. That's it. Just imagine yourself in that position and then repeat the same statement. SubhanAllah. Mm. I'm talking like that ass locked up for months. Yeah. It's, no it's, it's, habitable living conditions and you don't know when you're going to get out. Yeah, You really yeah. think you want to test that? It's easy to say when it's someone else. Yeah. And I think this is the clearest sign that these people are pure hypocrites, right? And I'm not saying they're like actually munafiqeen in Islam. I'm talking about a lot of the, the people who I've seen online who really just hate Brother Andrew, 
as soon as they see an injustice against him, they get either happy or they don't care. They overlook it. I've not seen the people who spoke out against him, you know, the online lawyers or the, the online pseudo lawyers or the online haters. I've never seen any of the people who dislike him actually say, listen, the way they're treating him and locking him up for this long is wrong. It's a violation of international law, even though in Romanian law, it's like technically permissible. It's abnormal in Romanian law. They don't usually do this. You know, I've never heard anyone who dislikes Tate saying that. But the Muslim, we, I, I have criticized Tate in the past. I can only use myself as an example. I don't really watch other people's content on him. I have criticized some of the things he said in the past. And I've praised some of the things that he's done. Because as human beings, we have to be fair. People will say good. People will say bad. People will be right. People will be wrong. Everyone, myself included. And if you want to be fair, you have to be willing to acknowledge the rights of people and the wrongs of people. And he has a right over us as Muslims, especially people on the outside, people with platforms, people online, to call into question the integrity of the claims against him, to call into question the integrity of the people who are fighting against him, who are trying to get him locked up, you know, X amount of months, and there has not been any evidence. Now, I understand how, you know, to the best of my ability, how investigations go. I know not every little thing they get, they're going to throw up, you know, against the wall for everyone to see. But there has been nothing admitted thus far, you know, and they are obligated to let the defense know mm -hmm. anything for or against him uh, that will be admitted into the court. So it's completely unfair the way they've been treating him. It's abnormal from what I hear, because I'm not 100% sure. It's abnormal in Romanian law to hold them for that long. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring the truth to light. And inshallah, if he's innocent, make it clear to the people and release him so he can come back inshallah and um, proclaim Islam to the people, teach the people about Islam and learn it for himself. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. But he's gone again, bro. I don't know what yeah. we're going to do with this. It's a pattern now. We need to call him out. Yeah. On hell exposed. Yeah, on hell exposed. One time, okay. Two times, nah. Three times, come on. Four times you're off the show. <laughs> yeah. May Allah bless him. Allahumma ameen. Ameen, ameen. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure he will. I'm very sure he will, inshallah. From what I've heard from people close to him, this is not something that's going to break him. Especially, and you know what? Forget everything else. Forget who he is, how strong he might be, how resilient he might be. Forget all that. He has the Quran. Mm. All he has to do is read the Quran. You know how much of a blessing it is that Allah allowed him to enter the cell with his Quran? Bro, subhanAllah. That's all you need, man. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And I, I like I really like the way Shooter framed it. He was like, Allah basically put him in the only position in life where he'd be forced to sit with the Quran alone. If he was out, mm. he wouldn't on his phone, he wouldn't stop working, he'd be he'd keep grinding in the dunya and all that stuff. Allah forced him in a situation where he has to read the Quran. And I think that there's beauty to that. Alhamdulillah. Is there anything you want to touch on, bro, before Anil comes back? People, I, I actually wanted to ask people about this, and a few people were kind of giving answers before I even asked. I've, I've, I actually like Destiny. I, I like his content, generally speaking. I used to like his stuff. I think he tries to be fair more often than a few other people. And this is not on any particular topic. This is just in general, from what I've seen from him. So I want to know what people thought about us going on. And I feel like in this topic, it would be almost completely useless because I don't think he's willing or wants to or cares to learn, take a step back if he's wrong or anything based on his tweets. I think he literally, he just wants a fight. He just wants to 
you know, try and make Muslims in Islam look bad. And I think he just genuinely wants to um, argue about this topic, if I'm being honest, and just hate on Islam. And I think a few of the people were saying that as well in the comments. So I want the, inshallah, almost 400 people in here, give your opinion if you are familiar with him on what you think, if it would be beneficial to talk to him. Or if he's a person who's just insincere and not willing to listen. <laughs> First comment right away. Ali writes, oh, I hate yes. him. There's, there's a Isn't there a principle, Al-Wala wal-Bara or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. It's like you... we, have to, we have to love what Allah is pleased with and we have to, I guess, forego what Allah is displeased with. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, how do you know that this person's intention is actually what you claim it to be? Yeah, we got to love and hate for the sake of Allah. But do you really think he's ignorant or arrogant? Someone like Apos, bro, Khalas, he's going to have to do a lot to prove himself back if he ever wants to come back into Islam. But Destiny, it's a little bit too quick to tell. JP, I don't know. It's like, at this point, nah. There's, he's going to have to do a lot to, to earn, even despite being an academic and uh, someone that has been an intellectual in the academic sphere for a long time. Everything he's been doing recently, no. But with Destiny, I don't know. It might be too too early to tell. Another one writes, Destiny. Let's let's not let's not listen. I I didn't ask for any insults. I don't yeah, want no insults. Let's him. keep it to that. Destiny has an unholy lifestyle. He's a bad role model. Um, anyone talking about him, basically allowing his girl to sleep around. Okay, let's. I don't see. I don't see because I see a lot of these comments. I don't want to pin them up. They're not relevant to necessarily what is at hand about him and his. Uh, you know, the, some people are making a false equivocation about somebody who does that doesn't have a moral high ground. I guess that could be an argument at the very least. Um, but right now we are talking specifically about his slander and attacking towards Islam. So let's keep it at that. Um, Tate has lung cancer. May Allah make it easy on him. Uh, there have been nine statements about nine. Yeah. There have been yeah different things said about that. Let's just let's leave it inshallah. Because yeah, we don't okay, know. next destiny comment. Allahu alam. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's true. Uh, destiny is sincere, but a clown. Uh, again, again, like no no insults. They're not. They're like it doesn't do anything. And what does that mean? Like he's sincere, but he's a clown. So like, what what does that mean? So do we like go? He's, a, do we sincere, not go he's a sincere clown, or uh, he tries to be fair, but he isn't. I think everyone's like that. You know, everyone's gonna not be fair at some point in life. Everyone has biases, but if he's trying, you know, that's I think that's good. Yeah, we'll lie, bro. We'll lie. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think this is the perfect definition I have ever seen from coldest on summing up liberalism. Because this is literally what they portray as liberals. SubhanAllah. Yeah. Yeah. I I really think liberalism is useless, bro. I genuinely think it's useless. All it's saying is like, you as a human being have desires. Go for it. Don't think or worry about anyone else. Make your money. Live your life. Please your own, you know, nefs, your own private parts. And then die. But we don't talk about death. We pretend it doesn't exist until it hits like a truck. And then you fall into massive depression and then want to do something to yourself, which the rate is, is high, maybe even going higher now of that thing, especially amongst men, because society is built not for the community, but for the individual to screw off until they realize that there's no point to hedonism. So I guess the real question is exactly what Jewel said. Why are we living in a failed society? Yeah. Yeah, but we, we spoke about that. We spoke about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Denison, two knows all the leaked evidence have been one-sided. 
all the leaked evidence have been one-sided. I, uh, what what are you days. talking about? Leaked evidence? No, Andrew Tate. Yeah, I think there has been like there there have been like kind of for and against things, but regardless, doesn't disrespect our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I should no way will I have a single ounce of respect for him. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's understandable. I I even tweeted that his his respect is as useless as his liberal views. That's what I genuinely believe. Because if he's not going to respect Muslims and Muslims' views, then why should we respect him? Why should we respect his liberal views? Like, in nor does he need to respect us for our views nor do we need to respect him and his views you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in the Quran you know you have your deen you have your way we have ours khalas that's it let's move on and if it comes to that then then it comes to that destiny is truth come on bro he said destiny is trash oh trash yeah, his name is the ugly truth. And he, but guys, come on, like, okay, stop, stop putting Destiny comments up because it's, it's useless. People are just using us like as an emotional. Oh, this one's good. Example. This one's good. That's facts. Not debate, but more so have a discussion because I've been seeing a lot of debates going around, and this is just my opinion. Rami, you you used to be an avid debater as an intellectual back in the day. Uh, you can correct me if uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of debates do more harm than good now. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. understand this before when I would tell you, yo, Rami, let's do another debate, bro. I want yeah. you to destroy a Christian, but I get it now. I really yeah. do. It's such a headache, bro. De- anything that's framed as a debate, most of the time, it's it's just something that's bad. Even like back in the day, like Hamza Zorsis versus Professor Kraus. These are both, you know, distinguished people. Professor Kraus is an actual, um, I'm pretty sure he's a PhD. He's a physicist, like, you know, but he was so insulting. He was so disrespectful. And it's like, if that is if that's what a debate does like why even go through it and i think that's what a lot of like the the daddies they realize that when you debate people you have to be very particular about who you debate it's something i learned from muhammad hijab and hamza sources as well and maybe even be wary of debates i'm always down to discuss with someone you know publicly privately whatever i'm always down to chat but as soon as it is is framed as a a debate or becomes a debate a lot of the time ugly stuff comes out just debate tactics and Low blows and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like you said, man. Even right now, talking to the guy, I don't even know how beneficial that would be because it doesn't seem like he's receptive. It doesn't seem like he's trying to understand. It doesn't seem like he wants to have anything good from it. If anything, it just seems like he's trying to attack it and trying to low blow it, and he's going to try to find something to arise some kind of emotional response within us and within the viewers. So I just don't see the point, to be honest. Yeah, and that's a good note. And and that, that actually brings light. I think that really helps me clarify what I want to say. It's not always going to be like this. It's just right now with all the heat that's going on, all the hate he's getting, I don't think it's very practical to assume that, okay, yeah, he's going to have a chill, nice discussion. I think he's going to bottle up a lot of what he's heard from other people and be angry. And it's going to probably come out in a discussion right now. Maybe sometime mm. in the future. I don't think it's going to be productive. And I, also, I want to mention, like, as people who live in a liberal society, there are things that are programmed into all of us that are taught to all of us, whether you're Muslim or not. So even discussing certain topics, you're putting yourself as a, at a disadvantage because all he has to do is insult you, make you look bad, you know, uh, use whatever fallacy of presentism and, and ethnocentrism and uh, ethnocentrism and whatever he wants to use to throw it at you, throw it at you from the high ground. Cause that's what he has as Muslims. We, in certain discussions like Mary Sha'isha, we are at a disadvantage. Right. And sometimes it's not enough to say, listen, 1400 years ago, that's what they did. If you live 1400 years ago, you'd be doing the same thing. 
people don't care for that. People don't understand that. They're just thinking, this is what I was taught. This is what I know. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. What is it going to do? Really? And Allah Azawajal knows best. And Allah Azawajal knows best. That's how we're going to end today's stream on Salafi Tea Talk. Inshallah. <laughs> we will join you guys within a week. Inshallah, we're just going to figure out our streaming schedule today. Um, and yeah, anything else that you two want to talk about? Um, again, may Allah bless you guys immensely. Don't insult anyone. I think we should end with the dua because the Prophet, وسلم, he used to part ways from the Sahaba with making dua. So do any of you guys want to make dua or should I jump in? Uh, I know dua, but it's kind of simple. It's not like one of the, the long founded ones. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, bro. It don't have to be long, bro. Bismillah. Bismillah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Allahumma amin ya Rabb. Amen. Do you have the translation for us? Uh, I forgot, man. The the compliments go out to the brother who's teaching me Arabic. May Allah bless him. Allahumma amin. Allahumma amin. Let me pull that up right away, bro. Because I know yeah. it, but I don't want to say it out of ignorance. So yeah. If I remember correctly, it's basically asking Allah for forgiveness if you said or did anything that transgressed yeah. in that time that you were speaking. Yeah. So it says all thanks and praises to Allah. Glorious to you, O Allah, and praise I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and turn to you in repentance. And Allah is the which knows best. And Allah Azza knows this. All right. And with that being said, may Allah bless you guys all immensely. Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adab al-nar. Inshallah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.